everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week, we have Olathea in the house. That's right, Chrissy. <laughs> Hi, guys. How you doing? Singer, lead vocalist. It's kind of your band in some ways, isn't it? In some ways, I mean, you're kind of like the leader of the whole thing in a way. I mean, I think when people look at the band, they look at her as she's the she's the she's definitely the head. <laughs> and if everybody should remember from Bessemer Saints, Terry Johnson, the Bull, he plays bass in this band, plays drums in Bessemer Saints, but in this band, he plays the bass. That's it. Multi. And if you watch the Bessemer Saints thing, you you would have known that because we brought it up. In that in that episode, we sure did, and I'm so glad we get a chance to to bring Chrissy on. We had a couple of um, alludes to what was going on in the background, but now getting a chance to chat about what we've got cooking is uh, yeah yeah. You guys wonderful got, to be back again. Yeah, you guys got the new EP out, which yep. is super cool because it's it's like a Thank dedication you. to the sabotage thing. It's and, and and you guys really allude to the whole Hall of Mountain King album, but you're not, it's not the only stuff that's on there, right? I mean, like, or is it? Is it all from Hall of Mountain King? We did two tracks. We did Hall of the Mountain King, and we specifically did our version based on their live 1987 version that oh. they played in Cleveland at the Agora. So it's got a lot of energy, a lot of extra guitar, and just it's super fun. Uh, and then, because we love the light and the dark, we did a different take on Believe. Oh, that's what it is. So you guys yeah. just kind of chilled it out a little bit and kind of like, because it's very nice it's very really nicely done it's Thank you. Got, the production on that's really good too um because because the hall of the mountain king is no easy task to pull off really any of that sabotage stuff is it was all pretty you know that was the start of you know a lot of that stuff went on to be trans-siberian orchestra oh, and all yeah. these things i mean these guys are known to put these elaborate uh, arrangements together stuff like that it, it's always been that way with them and you guys nail it you nailed it. You know what I mean? I mean, like that that tune fun. to me, that tune sounds like I'm like, wow, man. I, I would I, I'd really like to see someone else try to pull that off and do what you guys did, honestly. Thank you. And what's even cooler is because we wanted to channel the live version, we recorded that live. That's awesome. And oh really? We did. I mean, we it's, only Dylan is the the one man guitar show, so he did have to go back and do some of the rhythm tracks. Overdubs and stuff. Right, because you can only play one part at once. Yeah, Shred right. it on the lead. He'd be really good know? to do that. So, oh, wow. But no, we did it live because that was the whole idea. You know, we wanted to just channel the sabotage from Cleveland. And we so got you, to say Cleveland in it too, just like they did, because we're Cleveland, you know. Oh, yeah, at the break? Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's really cool. And we had a really cool party there at the studio. We had a bunch of our pals that were there that got in on the, the haze. We had a lot of folks that were in the building when Sabotage did that track in 87. Really? Uh, a chance to kick in for us. Yeah. How'd you guys pull that all off? How'd that all happen? Well, you know, Mercenary Studios and Noah Buchanan. Is... <laughs> Noah, this guy's brought up constantly. Well, he is, he is the metal musical gift to Cleveland. And he just has visions. He knows how to bring things together. He's efficient. He's fun as hell to work with. And he brings out the best in people. So, you know, we just did it with Noah. And he's always been our guy. And he's so talented. And, and we're thankful to work we got, for it with we him. We got to get him on the show. You do. We do. Got, we got to get this guy on the show. right? How many, how many people have said they've worked with this guy now? Five or six people probably. And, and yeah, and when we have Ed Stevens on here, Eddie's like, 
he's the magician. He's the magician, dude. He's the magician, you know? And I'm like, we got to get this guy on. Here he is again. Yeah, he's more than just an engineer, too. There is a whole producer side to him, and he's a musician as well. And it's very rare that someone is uh, as good as a musician and also that good in the studio, too, and they can have those separate identities and I'll bring it together. That's awesome. And then help others with that. It is awesome. That is. He, he is the man. And that's great that we have him here. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's helping out this scene a lot. Absolutely. A lot of good music. Absolutely. Well, and he does Midnight. He does a lot of big people. He does a lot of stuff that people don't even know about. You know, that's really interesting. But he, yeah, he's a good dude. Um, let me ask some, you some stuff about how you get started with this whole thing, right? I mean, like, yeah. like that's the best, those are the best parts. How, how, how does Chrissy become where you're at now, how do you get there? What's the first, how does music start becoming something that you just want to do? You know, you love it. You just, there's things in life that just connect with you and just make you feel a certain way. And it was ever since I was a teenager and hearing Metallica for the first time. And I had older sisters that would jam the Led Zeppelin and the Black Sabbath and Angel. I remember this big Angel poster my sister had that was super cool. And I just always connected with it, you know, with just the, the power of it and the lyrical content and the fantasy of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in high school, you know, I started taking guitar lessons, and I soon found out I was way better at singing than guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, at least you found out. Didn't waste a lot of time doing one of the other. you're a great singer. Thank you. Thank sure. you very much. So, you know, I just I knew I wanted to do um, original projects. You know, I started with a cover band called Forceful Entry. That was great. And we did a bunch of Black Sabbath and Ronnie James Dio and Melissa Etheridge and all these different things. And we would play the bar circuit. Wow. And we had a great time with it. And I did that for many years and really learned a lot, you know, from the guys. And then I wanted to do originals and just started finding projects and meeting people. You know, there is such a variety in Cleveland, even for how long as I've been doing this. And uh, people are out there. You can find them. Um, so I started doing original projects. And the first real one that I got my teeth on was Cellbound. And Cellbound was almost like a lacuna coil type band where we had Tom on vocals and I was doing a female part. Oh. Um, and we had dual guitars. And, you know, we had a great, oh God, I think it was like a 12-year run and played a lot of fun places and would host our own shows at Peabody's and do both stages and loved it. And it got to the point where we all were starting to go different ways. People were having kids and things like that. And we ended on a high note, had a great final party. We're all friends to this day. You couldn't ask for anything better, you know. And as a matter of fact, I remember Noah ran sound for us at our last show. <laughs> there he is again. I, Noah and I go way back. We go way back. And I remember him saying to me, you know, he's like, Chrissy, you guys did it right. You know, you had a great run. You're having a great show today. Like, And I always appreciated his words with yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. know. So it was really fun. So when that project ended... I'm like, I'm not done. <laughs> I'm a lifer, you know? Oh, yeah, right. I'm a lifer. Well, that's cool. That, that, that's There's just a few of you. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, and it's cool. And I'm like, I want to do a project now where I could be the main vocalist. Um, and then, you know, people started connecting and hitting up, and we've had different versions throughout the years. Because as it goes, you know, people who do things maybe for a little bit, and maybe they have kids or they have a different job, whatever it is. There's been wonderful people that we've gotten to be in this band throughout the years, but where it's at now is where it should be and where it is at. That's awesome. And I love it. I love the guys, Terry, Joe, and Dylan, and our synergy together, and our writing flows easy, and we have a lot of fucking laughs. <laughs> so. well, that's, that's great. And, and, like, and, you know, a vocalist like you, too, a female vocalist and stuff, you could probably be more successful not doing heavy metal 
the way the whole scene is set up. I mean, as far as money and getting gigs and stuff like that, pop music and all that stuff, you could go that way. You could. I mean, but you, would you be happy? I mean, is that is that what it is? Is it is it is it more about you just do this because this is flat out what you're going to do and that's it? I mean, well, pretty much. Absolutely. I mean, my heart is in it. I love the creative process. I love being live. Like we could sure we could be a heavy metal band with the female and have a lot of backing tracks and stuff, but yeah. I, so, I mean, you guys could are a never do metal that. Band. I could You're a never metal do band, that. right? And we're all live. We're all real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, 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 I think that's what really sets you guys apart. I think you know when uh, if somebody hears about you guys and they're going to see like, let's got a girl singer. You're gonna think a certain thing. You guys aren't that. Right, you're not. That's not when they come to you. You're going to be like, "Oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be." You guys are a traditional heavy metal band. You go out, you kick ass. Your stage presence is is not, there's nothing girly about what you are like up there. There's nothing. You 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 present it. You represent it. And then when you're just, I heard you on the Bill Peters interview. Uh, it's about a month or so now since yeah. then. But you just represent things so well Thank you through so this much. whole entire music, the scene that's out there, and I and I I think that's awesome. Those when we were talking about getting you guys on here, it was like she, I just heard her on Bill Peters, dude. I'm like she's 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 the real deal, you know, as far because because everyone knows he can talk. <laughs> That's why I'm tucking it. Yeah, I mean, like when he when he was there the, the first last time he was there, when we were like, "Wow, you talk really well." Even Tom, remember Tom was there, and he's like, "Well, you've heard how he talks." <laughs> <laughs> he was so perfectly spoken and everything. Aww. No, but you guys really—that's that's—I think that's cool. We were just talking about this in between the last interview. How some bands, no matter how good they are, right, no matter how great they sound or whatever, there's a cool factor that some bands have. That other bands don't possess. It's a cool factor. You know what I mean? Like, like you can be a great musician. Your band can sound good and everything. But there's just certain bands you go and you see, and they're just fucking cool. Even if they're not the best bands, they can be cool without mm. even being the best band. You'll like them. You'll be like, I don't like them. They're just cool. You guys are that, right? You guys have that coolness you. to you, right? <laughs> there's a certain thing about about you guys that's cool. I mean, if you're into heavy metal, you guys are that. That's what you represent. Wow. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I had one person tell me once um, after a show or something, they're like, man, you smile a lot on stage. I'm like, how can I not? Having a blast. I go, it is so fun. I get to do this. This is like a pure moment to be here with everybody. And people came here and gave up their time a couple hours this evening to be here. Yeah. I'm like, this is thrilling. This is awesome. Hell yeah. And I'm like, if anybody tells you there's no smiling in heavy metal, yeah. nah, well, that well, didn't work. Not only that, but <laughs> when you go to a show and the lead singer is Oh, like overbearingly serious. You leave there and you're like, the guy was a douche. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's what you think to yourself. You're, or you're, you're, how'd you like? Eh, this thing was kind of a douche. You know, it's not, not fun about this guy. When you're up there having fun, laughing, and when you're smiling and stuff, you're you're making eye contact with people. You're smiling with people in the crowd. People pick up on that energy when that's all happening. It's it a, it's a it changes the game. It makes you. Cool. It's right? so I mean, it fun does. to engage with people. Hell it yeah. absolutely is. Because I know how I feel when I'm in the crowd. Yeah. And you guys draw. I mean, you guys, when people, when you guys put up a show, there's, it's, Thank there's you. not that five people in the fire. Just, and I think golfers clap. So much of that, <laughs> it's all related and it's all connected. There mm -hmm. is such an authenticity with what you see on stage. It's, it's us. It, we're talking to you now. Yeah. This is us on stage. This is a blast. That's a blast. The writing of the material is not coming from something disconnected. It's coming from personal experience. It's coming through matching storytelling with vibe and tone. And like you mentioned, we're a metal band. 
we don't need a box. We don't need power metal or thrash metal. We have whatever is coming out of us in real time to get yeah. through a story. And that's what we get to do on stage in front of people in real time. What What's better? Nothing. You're right, man. Nothing is better than that. It's what you, what you guys are doing to me is the ultimate. Like, like if I was to get back into music, I don't think I would ever do it again unless it was model. Period. I, I've done the classic rock and mm -hmm. done this and that. And believe me, it's all fun. I mean, if you're up there, what what the guy from uh, Brute Squad said? He says, "If I got the bass in my hand, I'm having fun." Period. So you're having fun, but if if you're playing the music you love, well, then that's ten times more fun. That's, I don't think I would do it any other way, which is what you guys are doing. And it's fun, too, to make a show an experience for people, too. There's a lot of thought that goes into it, you know, from our merch or how we want to structure the set or, you know, is there something, a surprise that we want to do that evening? So, you know, that's really, really fun, too. To yeah. Do. It's, you guys, so you guys plan things. Yes. Yeah. See, I, to me, just doing the, the, the some of the uh, things that you're doing here, what we're recording and stuff, there's there's some things going on here that are that are. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, 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 it's a, uh, can't think of the fucking word. It's for sure a coordinated effort and it's, yeah. and it's purposeful. Why'd you, it's what? Calculated? Well, kind of, but I mean like there's a lot that goes into all this. There's a lot yeah. of thought and a lot of planning. You know, you guys, I just saw, I just watched the, the video for Hall of Mountain King and it's very dreamy. It's got that like, you know, you got that when you guys are moving, you guys have the, the, the. Yeah, like an acid trip. Fuck yeah, so that's what it's like. It's like it's just like you're on, you're tripping, and the whole video is shot like that. Everything yeah. is, you know, like when they got you, uh, pictures of you. I don't, you, I don't think you see your face in the whole thing. It's just like you're constantly banging your head, and there's just the video is better like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, there's trails terrible. everywhere. There's trails everywhere. It's like it's like someone just did a head of acid and was like, fuck it, man, let's go. Well, um, yeah, but it's so cool, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, and and while there is a like concentrated effort and thought going into it, it's also loose too because you always let the organic in, and things are never done till it's done. Who cares whatever you plan? If something just happens at that moment, you roll with it too. Yeah, you know, and that's to me where magic happens. Well, like when you guys were doing the the. Uh Hall of Mountain King part. There's there's a lot of little like laughs he does through that song oh, and, and yeah. stuff like that, right? That's so fun to do. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm watching you do this, and I, and 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 because I know that album so well, I couldn't help myself. You know, I, that part would be coming up, I'm like, oh, let's see what she does here. You know, and you'd be like, ha ha. I was like, wow, man, she freaking does it. Like, wow, did that? Did, were those all like one take? Is that, you said you did it live, so that was all just the first time and everything. We did it. We did it twice. And and they, and they pieced it off from the two times. Is that what they did, or did they just use one? One was just a little better than the other, and that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, man. you got to get the right amount of sweatiness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys gig how often? About how often would you say you guys are playing out? What was your? What's your? What's your? I, I mean, obviously you can't play out all the time. I mean, I, I, that's the way it works. Yeah, and you know, it's always scheduling and and logistics, and because multiple people are in multiple projects. Yeah. Um, I would say we're probably like six, eight weeks, something like that, you know, about and one then, a month and, then, and a half, two months. You guys yeah. are good, good. And then sometimes some things will string together. If we get, uh, you know, opportunities, you have a festival here or something going on here, but we always try to do our own show in Cleveland, like, like probably once every quarter, you know, to try to do something really good and, and play with. Just our to remind everybody, Hey, we're still somebody. here. Like basically, right. You yeah. got to, you got to keep playing. Right. I mean, Oh yeah. And it's fun too. Then when we do our own show and host it, that we get to bring in some of our friends from out of town. Yeah. Right. 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 So have you guys played out of state? 
Yeah, I mean, have you? Have you got? So, what? What were some places that you played? Well, just a few weeks ago, we played the the Metal Immortal Festival in Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, that, great. Was, that was oh, a blast. So great. Uh, yeah. you know, some headliners coming down the line, just heroes. Uh, Raven uh, put on just wow. a, an amazing show at you know folks my pop's age, and I watched them sound check. I'm like, is that the road crew or is that? The <laughs> And they just lit it up and had a had a blast. And before that, architects of the death metal scene and that that just heavy thrash, deceased, just an amazing performance. No kidding. Oh my and, god! Uh, and I got turned on to Bat, which is some of the dudes in Municipal Waste. But uh, Bat blew me away. I loved them. So how many bands was there total about? Uh, it was kind of a two day festival, and we played the two stages. Yeah, we played the uh, we played the Friday night. Uh, there was a pre fest. Um, for us and three other bands, uh, the big headliner that evening was a band called Eviction uh, from Pittsburgh. They would uh, actually following along like your previous uh, broadcast from Purgatory. We kind of had like that Cleveland core of just tremendous acts from Breaker to Shock, Paris, Destructor, Purgatory, you know, Black Death. Well, Eviction was Pittsburgh's that in oh, 1982, I see. 84, I see. 86. Mm -hmm. That was that, and that place was just rocking, just full. But to gut people around everywhere, it was just a great experience. And then okay. we had two great acts from uh, New York. I think one from New York City proper, and uh, was Sahedrin, and um, yeah, one other act just kind of escaped me. <laughs> yeah, but still. So you guys, you guys stayed there the whole weekend. Yeah. Do you guys get to? So when that happens, do you guys like? Is, I mean, what is that? That's not like a. We're not talking about a, a full blown like uh, Sonic Festival type thing here. This is a smaller. Kind of what? What's it like? I mean, what's that like? Is it? Do you guys have a backstage where all the bands can like talk and, and that's apart from the crowd? Are you guys out there, out there partying? No, we're mixing it up. Uh, they set a, a great spread for us. They had some folks to help, but I mean, it's it's still doing legwork. We're dragging equipment in and out, quick changeovers, running our own merchandise table. It's such a, a wonderful event, uh, rubbed by uh, Miss Deb from Lady Beast. Uh, she's kind of the mastermind of that uh, that festival weekend, and the way that she has things organized, it is it's labor intensive, but it's also very gratifying because you're with folks all the time. I would say only maybe ten percent of the people that were there Friday night were maybe carrying over to Saturday, so there were so many new folks to to meet and to talk to. Um, new blood, I love new blood. Yeah, and you guys can, <laughs> and you're and so one of the things I'm trying to get at though is that you're meeting a lot of bands that, are, like you said, that are out of the state, right? Yeah. So. You know, like we've had guys tell us that it's you know one of the things they'll do is they'll they'll hook up with these out of state bands and then they'll play gigs. So they'll play one in say Montana because they know this band in Montana. So they hook up with them, but then that band can come play here and they'll just go right. They'll do like four cities because they know four bands in these four different cities. That's right. It's basically Absolutely. a tour. It's basically a tour. And they, they like they were saying they're like it's so much better when you 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 hook up you're with this band. And they know where to eat. They know where to take it. The, what hotels to get? They know all that already. You're not trying to figure all this out. You have somebody that's already planted there, and these and that's the way to do it, right? I mean, absolutely. And everybody helps everybody. Yeah, you know, it's got to be the that underground. Way. And when you're doing the tour runs, and and we're lucky to be in Cleveland too, because there's such a radius that you can hit even just being a long weekend warrior if you wanted to. Well, Cleveland still has a great metal scene. Yeah, it does. There's absolutely. A, it's it's the the music scene maybe not be like it once was back in like the seventies eighties. It was really crazy here, but the metal scene here, I think. See, I think the metal scene here is pretty is pretty awesome. Absolutely, I, I'd stack it up next to anybody in in yeah. my travels through education over the last twenty years. 
being from Ohio, moving to Florida, and basically moving up one state every two years, Cleveland was it for me. Once I was here, and I, you know, anything you would want to listen to in this town, you can go and find. Mm-hmm. Whether it's it's metal, rock and roll, country, hip hop, there are cool things going on uh, all the time. But man, the support that they get for original metal. Yeah. Uh, living in Florida, playing in some bands down there, it you couldn't get on stage. You couldn't get on stage unless you were playing Leonard Skinner. Yeah, and really. Every bar has got the same set list. You know, you can learn the set list, and uh, and you can have a, a decent evening out. That's not storytelling. That's not not letting our hair down. That's not being us. And mm-hmm. it only took the first night of going over a little bar uh, right now. It's called uh, I think the Fun House. It was the the Spitfire at the time. Uh, just sweaty loud rock and roll for the sake of just expression yeah and after that show i was like all right i'm kind of canceling all my travel plans i'm a clevelander now awesome and and i think too cleveland has such a great metal scene uh a large part in due to our college djs i mean our college radio scene is amazing and every genre every type of metal they support you got bill peters going on his 40th anniversary 40 Forty years. He has the <laughs> longest running heavy metal show in the world. I think it's the I think it's the longest running college radio show in the history of college radio in America. I think so too. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's, crazy. But it's amazing, and they and they support all the bands. You know, anybody yeah. has a new release, come come down. Let's interview. Let's talk to people, and it it is great what they do. Well, and a guy like Bill, where. He was, he's involved. He has the radio show, but it's just one thing that guy's involved right, with. Right. As huge as it is, you would think that's enough. And usually for people, it is. But that dude, he had Auburn Records, and we were just, you're bringing up the whole Purgatory, mm-hmm. Breaker, Shock Paris, that whole moment where heavy metal in this city was at the peak. When there's, you know, that to get, we, we'd love to get back to that. Where, be, and one of the biggest differences to get back to that is bands going out to, support other bands by going to their shows that is where i don't see nearly as much as you used to one time see the support from each other because it changes things as far as the fan goes right if i'm a fan and i'm going to shows and i know i'm going to go see alathia but the dudes from ringworm are going to be there and the dudes from they'll all be there because they're always there right we go there you're partying with these guys too it changes because that's how it was back in the 80s and stuff. You'd go to the shows, you'd see other bands and stuff. You'd see their dudes. I think it lacks that. That The scene lacks that some. And I think bands need to get a little more excited about each other. See, it's cool that you guys are interchanged. Like, it's cool. Because Bessemer Saints does really well. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. You guys have a kick-ass album out. And you guys draw people. And you guys are a good live band. So there's some crossover there because you're in that band. And... You got Shag, who's with Rick Ray. So there's that. I get that. But I'm talking about more than that. You know what I mean? It. Uh, I'm a little biased because I'm as a music fan, I love going. So I'm that person that is at other shows. Yeah. And I, to be honest, the last, since coming back from this pandemic business, I think we've done better. I really do. There's, do there's some clubs that are... Uh, have made some changes, uh, especially one we call no class uh, now. It was now that class for a long time. A good friend, Emma, has taken over that. I've been to, I think, three or four shows, and every time I walk through that door, I'm seeing not just the acts playing, but like you mentioned, mm-hmm. the drummer from the Gluttons. And, That's cool. You know, uh, uh, you know, singers from Embalmer. You know, I, I get to 
see all my pals again and I'm seeing them on the regular. Cool. And it feels like any given Saturday, I, I want to go out and, and have a pop. I've got somebody to, to talk to. And uh, I, we also try to, to, to make that effort. It does take, at the end of the day, it does take effort, you know, and, and yeah. time and dollars. Well, time is a yeah. big problem. I get that because people got sure other things going on with their own band and all that stuff. It's hard but, to find time. But uh, thankfully, I, we do this because we love it. I also get to do that because I love it. Yeah, you right. Know? You're and, a fan. Uh, you're not just a musician. Yeah. You're also a fan. But it's not. I'm not showing up to empty rooms. Maybe 2017, 2018, 2019, the rooms were a little lean. Not anymore. So you think it's coming back? Yeah. Yeah. I can't ever say that it would be. You know, I'm a little, little bit younger than some of the folks you've interviewed. So I, I can't tell you what it <laughs> would have been like in 1986. I was, I was still learning my, my shapes and numbers. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> the the thing that drives me crazy is when someone's like, ah, oh, someone will just, you know, give me a live stream or they'll just do this. And, and why I appreciate having that technology for some people who can't get to a show. Cause I get it. Not everybody can for a lot of different reasons, but there is nothing like being there in person at a live show. It's not supposed to be exactly the same as the record it's supposed to be live it's supposed to have that energy that magic get sweaty with the crowd like you said everybody's there and having a good time so when people make that effort it's awesome yeah. it's awesome now terry how many shows did you go to last weekend because i always ask him what are you up to this weekend like we don't oh. have shows oh my god he was rattling off this list i'm like you're gonna be in like three three different shows in one day last, last <laughs> i'll tell you what, i'll tell you what yeah. before you answer that we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back I want to find out how many shows you went to. Right. <laughs> when we come back, we'll you got to hear this. With Olathea. It's great. <laughs> we are back with Olathea, Chrissy, Terry. I do want to announce the two that weren't here. We have Dylan Andrus. Yep. And he's a guitar player. Guitarist extraordinaire. Joe Lowry plays drums. He's a beast. Weaponized percussion. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so about that. How does that how does that work? I always wonder about that. A guy who plays drums like you, I mean, you're a really good drummer, and then you're you're playing a band as a bass player and stuff. Like, do you ever look at each other? I mean, like, you ever just watch and play drums? Like, eh, I wouldn't do it. That, I wouldn't do it that way. It, it, <laughs> I can't say that because it's art. That's his right. interpretation of what's I going know. on. In real. Time. I understand that, but. In your head, without saying it oh, out loud, has that ever happened? Yeah, we're People screaming. Like, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. Like, oh, <laughs> <Joe."> <laughs> yeah. but, but, we're, but we're the kind of band, too, though, if somebody's got an idea for someone, hey, could you try this? Let's just see how that feels. Like, oh, that's, that's all cool. cool to go back and forth with all that stuff, you know? It's open. open yeah, and you guys have had a few members in the band, so is this is this, is this this like a, a, if you feel good about the current group right now? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say the free flow of ideas and communication has been the most natural that uh, uh, I've worked with. And I've worked with wonderful bands, wonderful players. You know, we mentioned that other group is very similar. This, for me, captures that essence of real-time interpretation of moods and feels. All we got to do is pick a key signature and kind of go. Oh, that's awesome. And then yeah. everything we do, you know, Chrissy kind of runs a little uh, recorder for every jam we do. Oh, great. We get two, three weeks down the line, and we'll get emails. Like, what's these eight emails? Well, those are <laughs> the eight different ideas that we rolled through in real time, and then we get to pick through. Well, that one, that's the one we're gonna we're gonna latch on that. Oh, and cool! We grab it, and then that that kind of is the the building blocks, the brand new clay for the the new material. Cool. Okay, now before we went on break, we were gonna go, we were gonna find <laughs> out what shows Terry was gonna go see, and I so I don't want to forget about that. Well, we gotta give. We gotta find out. 
I guess it kind of goes back to, to what I was saying, but this, for me, this is the fun part about playing music. Uh, so I've got this wonderful project with Chrissy, with Dylan, with Joe. I've got the the Bessemer Saints project. I also, uh, well, Chrissy and I are both in a, a tribute act that uh, really we do tribute act uh, called First Snow, and we do Trans Siberian Orchestra. Get out of here! Yeah. And that really ties in hard and heavy with the sabotage presentation. Yeah, it's what you're very doing. hard and heavy for sure. Rolling back through that. I go back to last weekend. Our bass player, Brian, in First Snow, his tribute act to the Foo Fighters called Back and Forth was playing the Mercury Mercury Music Lounge. Mm -hmm. So I stopped over there for a beverage and a a hangout. From there, moved over to a place called No Class where a world-class death metal show was going on with my pals in Limb Splitter. Uh, A few other bands, uh, I do believe Sarcophagus was on that that bill. Just really cool. Sarcophagus, we just had... Him on, the drummer. That's we just right. had him on here last week or two weeks or two weeks ago. Sweet. So bumping into... Ray Condi. That's it. And uh, just killer show. And uh, to, to, to find really loud, thumpy music there, some, uh, there's no other flavor like that. I'm not good for it all night, but I love it for an hour, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? It's just got to be there. Right. Rolling over to a great event on Saturday. Went out to the Menic- Mentor Civic Auditorium that... Uh, our pals Michelle in a band called Invincible. Michelle sings with us in First Snow, but she's got mm. a Pat Benatar tribute that is just top flight. No As a matter kidding. of fact, they just played for 12,000 people. She's doing Pat Benatar? Yeah, in a high and level. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, they just played for 12K at, uh, what is that, Rock on the River last night. Oh. I just saw the pictures, just miles of people. Yeah, that's a cool place. We man. saw them. We were there last night. It was very cool. It was, oh, you at? Oh yeah, and she's beautiful. We met some friends for dinner, and we got to catch some of her a little bit too. So that's so, a that's a tall order, Pat Benatar. She's no joke. And mm-hmm. it was a, a great show, but that show ended when the lights come on. So when the lights come on, I boogie down to the grog shop to catch <laughs> Dylan's assault gig. Assault just dropped oh. their brand new record, A Blind Eye. It is monstrous. Yeah, I've heard it. It hasn't left the truck. Um, and the show was insane. Yeah, with the mosh pit and everybody. Yeah, well, they're they're they're. <laughs> I mean, so great. there's not a lot of bands right now coming up like them. They're 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 they're, they're storming through. Yeah, there's definitely. not a lot of bands to me. You know, even though I'm a little younger, I'm also a little older, and yeah. things kind of are sore and they hurt a lot. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Their band is inspiring, and it is inspiring to move your body and experience that music in real time. And quite frankly, I don't really see, I don't feel the way I feel for any other band other than maybe what we do mm-hmm. with what I see there do. And it's infectious. And I broke yeah. my CD in the pit because what else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I had, we had uh, the author, ZM Delgado, and he does the Rust Belt Rock Review, and he just loves assault he flies their flag and he was that's all he talks about so i and you had the shirt on last time you were here yeah i mean it's it's brilliant music it's coming out yeah it's big it's young folks and they're they're working it that's what i like see i like the young guys when i see young people coming up and doing something big like that where it's like finally someone could pass something to and be like all right you know we're all getting older you're gonna somebody's got to do this in 10 years (laughs) well and just just to have that um you know, ferociousness to do the original music too. Oh yeah. You know, to be original and to do that, it's that's that is inspiring. It's awesome. That's why I do it. You know, that's just well, you guys and you guys it. are a very relevant band yeah. in this in the city. I He's think, got more shows he went to. I just, <laughs> I'm not. You're not done. He's not, not done. done yet. Wait a minute. <laughs> because and I didn't want to leave this out because this is amazing too. God. So Sunday evening, we took the road trip down to Youngstown, a place called the West Side Bowl. Uh, my pals Juan Ricardo. Uh, oh yeah. You know, he was here yeah, on, know on the program. Yeah. Uh, he's got his group back in the saddle, Attacks. 
and I had two attacks vinyls that I picked up over the years. Well, they've got the live crew now. They've got the original guitar player, the original drummer. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, original uh, bass player. I uh, got the chance to to meet those guys, Ray and uh, you know, uh, forgetting the other, but uh, our pal Drew Sodi, who was the drummer in First Snow, is now the new Attacks drummer. So getting a chance to go down there and visit them, as well as a band called Loud Hailer, just getting up and running. That uh, uh, Daniel Butch, he's been a, a vocalist in the Youngstown area for forever. Uh, great bands, Haymaker. He's got an Edward Be Thy Name. His band Stage of Dreams just went over to L.A. Uh, so I got a chance to hang out with all those pals. And one more show, there was Black Spirit Crown playing in the basement of that uh, uh, event. It's just, there's people everywhere. So yeah. so when you show up to a gig, do these bands know that they're not going to see you for very long because you got another 17 gigs to go to? I, say, I mean, are you happen? Like, are you like it is, an hour here, hour there? Is that basically what you're doing? To be honest, it, it's not the norm. Normally, I, I like to go and hang out. But this was just kind of a, oh, this was, <laughs> this was a see all your pals weekend because we are about ready to get very busy. Oh really? So, so you guys, had, you guys, figured, well, the last time I get to see it, let you guys come out and see us. That's right. Yeah, That's right. they so will, it, and they and they're and they're now they'll be prone to because they saw you at their show, right? You know, there's a little bit of give and take, a little back and forth, and it's, but more so than that, I did. It was a blast. There, it's a busy weekend, but it's, uh, it was over in a blink of an eye. I got a chance to hang out with all my pals and hear great music and and spend time with the people I care about the most. So it, uh, no, it was wonderful. Awesome. So if anybody ever wants like a show itinerary, you just hit up Terry and be like, what are you doing this weekend? Because I'm going to follow you. Yeah. What, what, hey, what are you doing? I got to find out what I'm doing this weekend. Let's call it Terry. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'll go to that one. Nah, I'm not going to those three. I'll go to that one. I got a pack of pals like that. That's cool, man. That is cool. You, that is cool. That's cool. That you, but what I was getting to before was like, you guys are very relevant. Right, I think that's an important word. I think relevant because like, you guys can sit there and say, like, you guys know all these bands, you guys know them well, and nobody says anything bad about you guys, right? You guys, you guys are not you're not you're not that band. You're not that band that some people seem to like, and you're not you're not. Everyone seems to like you guys. Everybody I talk to, everybody I know, our one friend Tasio. I think he comes to every one of your guys' oh, shows. Oh, I love him. Yeah, Tass is Tass. We grew up with Tass. We were in a band with Tass. I call Tass him Dimples. Ago. Hi, Dimples. Hi, T. <laughs> I think he's him. at every show. I don't think he misses one. He's really good. Isn't kid. he awesome? Yeah, he we is. We've known Tasio since forever, he for, is. since kids. Yes. Um, but, but how does that, I mean, isn't that part of like the success feeling of the whole thing when you have serious camaraderie with all these other World class. I know you love to use the word, this phrase, world class. World class musicians, though they are. I mean, they, like we talk about this all the time about the Cleveland scene. These musicians here are better. Um, a, not all, but there's a number are better than these national acts musicians. There's so many here you can go see for five dollars, ten dollars, no dollars, all the time. And and you, if you don't get the same, the only difference is that you don't. The guy's not on some TV show or doing some reality show. That's the only difference between the, the, the national acts and these local acts. You can see great stuff. I here. feel Cleveland is a heavy metal Nashville. You know, where you just have this this musicianship and you can see people at all different things. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There is amazing talent and it's fun fun to see that. Yeah. Now, the only thing that worries me about Cleveland right now is these, some of these places closing down. Some of the some of the venues closing shop, and not just little ones. I mean, some big ones did. You know, we lost three of them as far as the, the on, 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 on the Sand Trap, Legends, and uh, why is it? What can I think of it? 
a biz- stage pass. Stage pass. Yeah. Oh. We uh. Yeah, we were like, dude. Other group. We had a, a gig booked eight twenty seven. Oh. And it, we got the the email saying we're not going to make. Wait, it. stage pass or which one? Uh, stage pass. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, it's a drag because it's the only venue that's five minutes away from my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terry's always driving the hall. Yeah, but I mean, like, does that does that concern you at all when you hear that, or do you think this is like a recycling thing that just kind of is part of the whole thing? I mean, kind of it kind of is. I mean, how many how many places? Did there used to be when we were growing up that we could go see? That just they're not there anymore. They're gone, and then there's new ones that'll eventually pop up, and then they take over the spot. But is that what's really happening right now? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. And it, to those me, are it, those are big, and it's difficult to say that the whole world two years ago changed. Yeah, and how how did it come to pass that so many of the venues that we were maybe trying to figure out ways to safely get back together? Made it through that time, yeah, and now didn't make it through this time, yeah, right. And that it, and you're right. It's almost like they they were they were right at the edge of that cliff, and they somehow got out of it right then. And because things didn't come back in a big wave, they just finally fell off that cliff. I mean, I don't know what else yeah. to think. It's just another reason to go to the show. Yes, people get out there. I because mean, because you got to support it to keep these places going. But it is always the ebbs and flows. Their their place is going to close, and other place is going to open. You know, you know, we've seen it throughout the years, and it, but it's tough to have three at once. You well, know? and so with all that going on, the way to make any kind of money doing this anymore is merch, right? I mean, like you got, you got it, and 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 everybody's kind of got their own merch. So now you have to like separate your merch from other people's merch, right? I mean, like you got to have something. You can't just put out a CD anymore and think that's going to be enough anymore. You gotta have a whole fucking pack <laughs> of stuff. That's a spell book. That's you guys have pages. done. Yeah, you guys have done some stuff here. When you came in, and I saw some. I'm like, this, who does that? So, so the merch game. You guys are you guys are pretty uh, savvy with the merch game, right? I mean, would you agree? Merch is fun. Merch does separate you, but for me, the thought about merch is always. When I would go to a concert, you know, and I'd get like a tour program or something cool or whatever, like that was my thing to take home and a tangible item that was a forever memory for me of that time. Oh, yeah. So that's how I look at it, that it's part of the experience in the package. And, you know, there's some things that you can get at our merch table that you can't get online purposefully. Yeah. You know, if you're at the show, you, you, we appreciate you, you know, so get some extra stuff here. But, um, yes, it's what helps fund the things that we do and we appreciate people who pick up our merch wherever they can or online, whatever. But the thought of it is about an experience and something fun. And what else can you do next? Yeah. You know, we already got some, some fun stuff cooking for next. Well, who designs days. all the merch? Just you or does uh, you know, I all kind of like take a part in designing merch because it's, isn't that like part of this band shit now? You got to like, like instead of just coming to the band practice with a riff, Sometimes you got to come with a T-shirt idea and be like, "Dude, I just saw this shirt." And is that how it works, or what? I would say Chrissy's by far the, the inspiration <laughs> yeah. for just about everything yeah, like, that, that that you see. Yeah, and it's it's cool that she does funnel it through us sometimes because the ideas that we get to see are on like napkins. <laughs> oh my gosh! Mascara my, on a my napkin. crew drawings. Yeah, I'm like, I got this idea, guys. Let me draw it for you. Stick figures. <laughs> awesome though. But not only that, it's uh. To, to me, uh, kind of coming into a project like this, working with somebody that has both vision and motivation. 
because it's almost you need both. Oh yeah, you, know, you can have wonderful ideas, but if you don't have the gumption to go do it, then nothing's going to get done. Yeah, there's some folks that are all go and no. Yeah, creativity, substancey kind of things. Well, and they got lots of stuff, but it all kind of looks the same. So it's yes, you know. Uh, so Chrissy's just got this wonderful black balance of vision and inspiration, and then we start talking about well connections, people that you've worked with. We've got a fellow that's just a. He's our he's, fifth, our fifth member of the band. Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a wonderful person, great friend, but a visionary artist. And what you see Absolutely. in some of these pieces. What's his name? His name is Matt Moser. Oh. And he runs Moser Photo Works, and he is just a. Uh, so you got that going for you. You, you got to interview him. He's yeah. he's crazy and, and creative. Yeah. And uh, he he and Chrissy, I think, have a way of commuting communicating what is hard to communicate. Sometimes you can't get out in words what this is supposed to look like. I understand. But he can take that inspiration and then feeds you back something flushes out something that you came from here yeah. and he, he understands what you're saying yeah, exactly somehow and, and that's what you see with these pieces uh that's what that's you awesome. see uh and in both the abstract creativity and just a core capturing in a moment and an image the the cover of our uh, our sabotage tribute is our amps on stage it looks cool and looks like that because of his vision with the lighting and, and yeah everything. i can see that you but, can see that yeah but it looks cool but there's, uh, what I want to say, that uh, there's not a lot of, to me, that's art and a little less magic. The booklet is a little bit, a little bit of both, a little bit well, more. Well, there's magic. a little magic in there. Yeah, Someone yeah, gets a yeah. hold of that, they get a little something else. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say that that's, 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 that's an amazing little package you guys got here. And, like, you know, and I think this is what else. You guys are doing these festivals and stuff like that where they have these merch tables that are just fucking, you got 10 bands worth of stuff right there. You got to, you got to, how are you going to, who's how do you know what to buy, right? You buy the one that looks different or it's, it's unique in some way, and you have to stand out. Yeah, you can't only just be the best band. you got to have the best merch. Well, with this spell book we did, it was the thought about it was to have, because we talked about storytelling before, we're very much about storytelling, is to have each song be told visually, and the hopes were that you would put the CD on or your stream, whatever you listen to it, and go through it page by page with each oh. song. And miraculously, even this time where you can switch a song in 10 seconds in, we've had so many people write us and say, I put the CD in and I started on the book and I went through the whole thing. Yeah, it's like addictive. It sounds and like. I listened to it. And the way Matt designed it, and what's really cool about Matt, our fifth member, is he is a creative process of the band too. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of ideas that I have, but there's a lot of ideas that guys have, too. And, you know, we'll, we'll hash it out or flush it out or like, yeah, that sounds cool. Do whatever you want, you know. And then I'll have an outline because I, what, what I don't want to do to another creative person is say, hey, here's exactly what I want line by line. This color, no, no, no way. Yeah, you're the artist. You need to give that person the opportunity to put their creative stamp on it. Absolutely. So we'll have these ideas, and sometimes it is a really crude sketch on a napkin. Like that <laughs> cover was a very bad sketch on a napkin. <laughs> oh, you sketch that out? <laughs> yeah. That's a, really? Yeah, and um, and then you let that artist see what they feel about it. And Matt listens to the music and gets inspiration from oh, things cool. too. Um, and then what they what he comes up with is always well above what my brain even thought of. You well, that's, that's why you that's why you work with this cat, yeah. right? I mean, like, and versus he, somebody else. Yeah, and he loves it, too, because he's like, 
you know, I get, he's a graphic artist for a living and he does a lot of cool stuff, but he's like this, I get to do something that I want to do, you know, and he's got free reign. He knows that. That's awesome. You know, and sometimes he'll tell me, ah, I got, I want to do something else than what you're thinking of Chrissy. I got to try this idea. Go for it. You know? And, uh, we have a really good synergy, but this particular spell book, um, we also had an artist from Spain. He did the front and the back cover and on the back, that's me with my tongue sticking out. That he created me. Really? It's Medusa. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is so wild. So, but you're going to love it when you when you get to dive into that. Well, you know. It is a, it is a, fun, a yeah, fun trip. Like, I'll tell you what, first thing I thought of when I saw this, and it was like, I used to collect vinyl. We all did at one point. And um, I'm, I'm more of a digital guy now. I'm not that guy that's going to sit there and go, vinyl, vinyl, vinyl. I mean, whatever. But there's one thing about vinyl I do miss, and that's the album cover. Yeah. Okay, like, you can't get that no more. Like, a CD cassettes they were like the album cover right how many times did you before video before all that you would i mean i I don't know you guys might be a lot younger than me i don't know but before you had an album and you and you would stare at it yep that's what you did you just stare and and you got all this cool imagery so yeah i can see you're getting you have it's bigger you could listen to watch this Look at this while you're listening to music, and then there's stuff to do inside, like an album. Then you'd pull the sleeve out, and you'd be reading the sleeve. Yeah, absolutely. You have it's like you've been able to bring it back. You still have the CD, the digital, but you also get the the stuff. It's the, it's immersive. Yeah, and, it, and there's just so many things in the artwork that all of Matt did throughout it that. You're not going to catch it all the first go around. You're going to want to dig in so again. Cool. I yeah. think the imagery adding. I I don't think you can add enough imagery to music anymore. I think people have to look at something and hear it together. Almost, it's it's the way it is. And and the printed thing too. Like I don't think I could ever release music without having a printed item with it because there's that sacred spot where you get to write people's names and thank oh, them yeah. and like i could never be a band that like sells that spot hey your name could be on there for five no way it just does not work in my mind that does not comprehend right well yeah you're, in your mind it's like if you haven't helped me you're not getting on my album <laughs> well well there's so many wonderful people that you know if we can give you that sacred yeah. spot i Hell mean because yeah. we're truly thankful but it, that's cool you know i dig, yeah. that. I dig it, that it is it's so cool when you get to put the names of the people that you're friends yeah. with that have helped you and stuff it's like that's another camaraderie thing that you and like you said, not all bands believe in that. There's some, there's some of them that just think, eh, "I did it, I did it all." You know, yeah. I don't know. You know, they were there to, for the ride, but I did it. Some people, there's a lot of people who do think that way. No ego. We, we don't do what we do without the help of everybody else, and even our, like our hunt, our roadie hunter. He's amazing, and he's so helpful to us. And you know, people who help us at our merch table, tree, and other people that pitch in. Like it, it takes a small, you know, small metal family to get any show going. So. So, you guys actually do have more than just the sabotage thing out there. It's all we've really talked about so far, but there's a couple <laughs> other things out there. Uh, 2015, you did one called Hunters. We did. 2019, you did Snake Charmer. Yep, which is the spell book right there. Oh, that's this Snake Charmer. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. See, this is cool. And that's your face. With the with the snakes on there like Medusa, man. I gotta tell yeah, you, this is, yeah. this is and my tongue really is that long, just so you know. <laughs> that, that tongue is proportional. You got a point like that on the end of it, too. You can poke someone's eye out with that thing. Um, but yeah, so you guys and you and you're, but you weren't in the band 
for all of this. Are, am I correct on all this now? That's correct. So I, I okay. wasn't uh, on board for Hunters. I came on board. As a matter of fact, it just kind of rolled through uh, June of 2017. Uh, so I came on board. How did that happen? How did, they, how, did, how did you become? I was fortunate enough to be a fan first um, and a fan with a couple of other background connections. So I, a little bit earlier, Chrissy mentioned the project that she was in just before Olathea got cooking, Cellbound. Uh, Cellbound had a base, bass player. His name was Greg. And Greg ended up in a band that I had followed around a lot. He had to leave that band for, for life stuff. I stepped into that band. Oh. Uh, but getting a chance of, well, let me read Greg's stuff. Well, this is really cool. And then I was at, uh, I want to say, maybe uh, one of Bill Peters' food drives. And uh, Alethea was on the stage and the whole product. The sound, the look, the feel, and you mentioned that engagement that I cool, and the cool I, factor, I, yeah, right. I mean, I was like, well, that's that's my band. Me blush. <laughs> so it's it was it, it was super cool, and uh, getting a chance to be that front row fan for two or three years, and uh, you know, with life things happening, people kind of coming and going. I had the opportunity for, you know, she asked for for an audition for filling in for for certain things, and. In three weeks, we were on stage at, in Mansfield at uh, uh, at the time it was called Ink and the Clink. Yeah. Uh, now it's incarceration. Yeah, right. So that was that was the step out onto the stage, and consequently the retirement of the Mark One of Alathia. So then Chrissy and I kind of started the journey about. Well, we've still got, you know, I just got the band. I just got the band <laughs> that I like the most. <laughs> we can't let this flop out. Yeah, and, right. And all, you know, we've got tracks that are going for the album. These are still great tracks. Maybe we could do something else. And so the recruitment process began, and the recruitment process for drums, drums and guitars. So it, uh, but even though what was, and uh, as a matter of fact, my audition was in this building downstairs. You know. It, oh uh, no, kidding! Yeah, we used right. to jam here in the early days. No kidding! Yeah. And uh, now we're in a milk factory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, probably bigger. Probably a little bigger than this, and probably cooler. A little cool. <laughs> No, getting a chance to, to follow that process led us to the lineup that you hear on Snake Charmer, what allowed us to, to put that uh, together. And Joe Lowry helped us on drums. We also had Brian Donahue, we had CJ Langmack, and we had uh, Matt Gerald. Oh. And at the time, was it was a good fit. But man, life comes at you quick. Mm-hmm. Life comes at you, opportunities come at you, and it's hard. You know, We do what we do because we love it, and we couldn't imagine doing anything of it. Right, but it's still time and effort, and it's time away from the folks we care about, and you, you gotta want to do it even when you don't want to do it. And it's a job at some points, you know. It's not always fun. There's there's parts yeah. of it where you got to grind through it, and that's the way it goes. I mean, it's just, and and, and I think those are the people who make it to uh, you know, ten twenty year careers in music, or even if it's a hobby or whatever you're doing it. If you make it that long, it's because you were willing to do the grinding and you were willing to do the parts that weren't always that fun. So people just peter out when the fun goes away for a little while. They're like, eh, I'm done, you know. A little bit. But, uh, you know, you get around the right people long enough and then it's just all fun. So, Well, I, yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, guys got any gigs coming up uh, here in September? Anything going on that's... Uh, yeah, we got, well, first we're going to be in Kentucky in a couple of weeks for the Ex Hoarder Festival. By the time you see this, it would have been a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes. So we're Where's that at? In Kentucky? 
Yeah. Where, where in Kentucky? It's in Newport at uh, Southgate Revival. That's it. I it was a great show. Good job. You guys were great. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> we actually, I actually put that one segment in that one show. Where I, we, oh, Brute Squad. Yeah. yeah. We pretended, we pretended the show was already on, and I left it in. Uh. That's funny. That's funny. But in September, we do have something we're super stoked about. We're going to be celebrating Bill Peters' 40th anniversary as a heavy metal DJ. And uh, he put together a killer two-day festival at Maple Grove with Night Demon coming in from California. And then we're playing on Friday with Resistance, who's also in California, and then on Saturday, Vandalus is performing and Lady Beast from Pittsburgh with Night Demon. And Night Demon's doing different sets each night. It's just going to be an amazing weekend. When's that? September 30th? So we got September 30th, October 1st, Friday, Saturday night, uh, Maple Grove and uh, Maple Heights. And it is just so wild to do two headlining sets and not repeat a track. And yeah. especially when you travel all the way around the world and you've got like those three to four or five, it's like Motorhead not doing Ace of Spades. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, that's your Ace. That's just funny you use that because I've seen Little Lemmy quotes a lot of people. It's like, you got to play that song, man. That's your Ace of fucking Spades. <laughs> um, that's it. That's great. Um, so this is a two-night festival at the Maple Grove. So obviously there's no camping type festival at this one. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big parking lot. I I'm guess gonna, I could throw a tent up in there. I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna ask Nick. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe Nick has got. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Maple Grove's great. And yeah, it's a great place to see a band. It's not always the greatest place to play if you got to lug your lug your equipment up them stairs, but it's still a fun place to play. The stairs we've, are wide though. We've played there. So. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's. I'm just kidding. That's just the joke. because it's a blast to play at Maple Grove. Sure, yeah. it is. Yeah. They got a good sound system. The whole yeah. bits. It's nice, and you got a bar. Right yep. there. It's like right there, man. It's just the best. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's interesting because you could go. I, I like the idea. So Bill threw this. Is Bill, is he doing this? Bill Peters, you're saying? He's throwing the whole thing? Bill is the, yeah. He, he is the creator of the shindig and making everybody come together. Um, and they're also going to be accepting donations for animal shelters for this show as well, too, oh. which is super cool. And, of course, Nick from the Maple Grove has, has been really instrumental in pulling this all together. Too. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. It seems like it seems like Bill doesn't do anything without some kind of little benefit attached to it, like for somebody, right? He's always got to benefit somebody to help somebody with something, always, right? I, I mean, that's his heart. It yeah. does. He is. It, it, yeah. I think that's so cool about him. You know what I mean? He doesn't take much credit for a lot of things. He just kind of like always putting other bands out there. He's always trying to promote, 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 and then he does stuff like this also. You know. So it takes a lot of time and effort to do this kind of thing, you know? It does. He's very humble, very helpful, and very kick-ass. Yeah, man. Again, a big reason why I think the metal scene here. Absolutely. Oh, Bill Peters Spear has a lot of things. And then, you know, you have Jay Stone doing his thing on WRUW. And just I, the metal metal community in Cleveland, I mean, we can we could do a whole program just talking about all the great DJs and all the different programming and everything that they do. It's fabulous. Yeah. So, Chrissy, let me ask you a question. Okay. You get in your car. Yeah. What's playing in your car right now today? What, what would you, what would you, what, what would be, what would you put on? I mean, it's not so CDs anymore, but, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, seriously, like what, what are you listening to? So when I put in my car, um, I think I was listening to Death Angel last. Which album? Which Death Angel album? I just did like Spotify. And oh, I, was just oh doing I just had like the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Death Angel. Yeah, too, great. And then I was listening to Dolly Parton too. Oh. Yeah. Cause I'm a big fan real of close. her songwriting. Yeah. Real close. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Although I did see a picture of Dolly and Rob Zombie once that I thought was really cool. Oh, everybody yeah. loves Dolly. So I listened to a ton of different stuff, but um, Death Angel is probably what I had last. And then I really want to listen to Monomarth. I've just been thinking about them recently. So, so you just you just stick with metal. Are you, are you strictly metal or do you go outside metal? I mean, you, you ever put on a Led Zeppelin song and be like, oh, oh yeah. You, yeah. Like, you like Zeppelin still and everything like that? I love Zeppelin. I love Early Rainbow too. Oh, Dio oh, stuff. Oh like my God. Anything with Dio, I love. Vivian Campbell is one of my all time favorite guitar. No kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, love Dio, love Black Sabbath. I mean, that's where I grew up listening to all that stuff with my sisters. And, and I love things, too, that have a whole blues aspect to it as oh, well, too. Like Black and, Sabbath and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've been told that, too, that, you know, I'm a metal singer. I can do thrash. I can do this. But there's some blues in there, too. There's different things that happen. So I, don't know, I just go wherever the song takes me and just have fun with it. So you're... Uh, the reason I'm saying this is because this this whole sabotage thing, you guys, it's just so interesting to me. Okay, did you guys have to get permission to do this stuff too? Did you guys do you guys have to go and, and ask these guys if you can do this stuff? You get a license online to do a cover song. Is, so, but you get a license online to do any cover song, or do they have to approve that still? So as long there's different. Um, places you go to to obtain a license to do a cover song and as long as the artist or their management has already approved it they can get that so that's what i mean there's a there's already pre-approved right. that they don't care right. type thing you tell them what you want to do and it comes back yep you can do it tell us how many copies here's how much you got to pay or you get a no that you you, get, you shouldn't do it no kidding yeah so now youtube is different though so YouTube, yeah, well, YouTube we know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube restriction. You just you just throw it. Well, here's what happens on YouTube: you throw it up on there, and then if they see that it's good and people like it, they will let it go. But then they're going to put commercials on your stuff so that they can uh, profit from the commercials. Yeah, right. They put, which whatever. I mean, just fun to get it out there. And we're really about doing videos now too. I mean, I think it's a really interesting format, and because we like being storytellers, there's more of that coming in our future. Well, I think the proof's in the pudding. I mean, if you if you go online and you see a song and there's a picture with the song playing on it and then there's a video for the song, nobody watches the picture. Everybody watches the video. And that's just the simple fact that nobody this is just a different time we live in now. I mean, I still I still think people put on music and listen to music and clean their house and while they're driving. I still that happens, but when you're sitting down to listen to music, you want to see something with it. That's just the way things are today. So the visual is as important, if almost not sometimes more important than the song itself anymore because people won't even, they want to see it. They want to see it. That's why everyone does live. I mean, how many, when we were growing up, how many, where could you go see a, your band play live on anything? Television, there was nowhere to get it. You, you, right. you couldn't get it. I remember going to Chris Warp Records in Lakewood and he had the one wall of the videotapes of stuff you couldn't find anywhere else. It was like he had those things. It was like these rare concerts that he had up there and you were like, and, and to me that was like the whole, the greatest wall in Ohio. I was like, dude, you could see Suicidal Tendencies live? Oh my God. Where Now, shit. <laughs> there's 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 12 rush concerts on on video or whatever yeah. now i mean you can see anybody now because that's what sells that's what people want and so that's what's out there and you guys have that new video you guys just put out is pretty cool thank you i think it's pretty cool thank you i was engaged good that's that's the idea well and it gets to be a second creative level too you know, you've done the music, you've done the story, and even in this case, it's a cover, but how do we want to present that, you know? 
And uh, like the video we did for Believe, we got to shoot that at the Variety Theater, which has a crazy history. How did you guys do that? Everything was, it, was this after she bought it or before? We no, this was, this was before. This was before. Oh. We we actually were going to do it at a different venue. Things fell through, and we were scrambling last minute, and we got um, connected with the Variety Theater there with Patrick. You know who, um, God, God rest his soul, he's passed on now, who was the caretaker of the Variety Theater, and called him and pitched the idea. And it was literally like that weekend it needed to happen because we had all of the players in place and our video people. And there was a big crew to do this because we had to shoot it all in one day. And uh, he said, absolutely, I will help you guys and you could do it here. And he goes, and you know what? Um, the Marquis says, believe already. He goes, I've had that up there just as a... Uh, a thing for the community to help them feel wow. like good about something. And I was like, what? And he was amazing. And we got to go in there and he introduced us to all the ghosts that are in there. And, uh, you know, there's no running water, uh, limited electricity. We had to bring in a generator and we had a huge crew. And, and I don't know, I think we were there like 16 hours, you know, and, and just, it was an amazing experience. Hell yeah. Whatever fell through, it wasn't the variety. I'll no. tell you right now. That's so cool. <clears throat> it wasn't. It, it, that was such a better Things go how they're supposed to go, and you never worry if something doesn't work out because it's directing you and where you should go. Yeah, and now now that woman, I can't think of her name, Shelly something, just bought the variety, and she's talking yeah. about restoring, and she's going to bring back the bands and stuff. I, I'm amazed, and I love it. And, and it is such a solid structure and such history, and the sound in there, oh, my gosh. We were, like, clapping our hands and playing some music and just the way that it went through there. Wow. Amplification reverb in that room is is it's still, the place. still oh. incredible. Me and Pat grew up not too far from the Variety, and yeah, I mean I, I've seen movies in the Variety. I've seen uh, Bruce Lee movies in the Variety, uh, Enter the Dragon, and stuff like that. Oh, when wow. We were kids. We'd go watch them there. I remember when Metallica played there with freaking. Yep. I remember Metallica when the Armored Saint came down. Wasp, was that was Motorhead. Yep. That's the most famous one. Yeah. Uh, we were like, we were like, I wonder if she can reenact that when the band started. <laughs> we need to get some kind of like Motorhead tribute band in here. Actually, when we got in to start the day with our video, <clears throat> Hunter, our roadie, he had his big boob bops. He goes, before we do anything, we got to play a Motorhead ah, song. That's great. <laughs> and yeah. so we did and just cranked it up in there. <laughs> yes, man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited about that reopening. I really, I, I, yeah. I hope they do that right. And they, and they get bands back in there and, because that's really who played there was the metal bands. I remember the Gods played at the Variety. Yeah. Uh, Slayer Venom Exodus was at the Variety Theater. That was when they when Exodus just came out. Yeah, those that like that's like sitting at the uh, Grand Ole Opry on stage for, oh, wow. for metal people. I think that's the Variety. Cool. That's cool. But um, but videos, you know, yeah, it is something necessary nowadays, and, and it's almost like is this now the equivalent of holding an album? You know, where, I think so. where you can look at something and it pulls you in and, and it's just fun to do. And like, you just think of whatever idea, like we have more videos coming in our future cause we're working on our next album oh, and yeah. that'll probably be out, I don't know, sometime early next year or something like that. You guys that. already got songs written and everything for it. Yeah. You guys already that far yeah, into you, it. Yeah. Uh, we're actually almost through the, the tracking stage now, uh, just a little bit more to, to iron on it. And then, uh, so no resting on your laurels. You guys are, you guys are like. Right, right back in. Just keep going, man. It's the uh, next round of stories. That's the fun know? part. Awesome, awesome go. way of putting it, man. You I love that. Go. Yeah, yeah. But I know we have two videos in mind already, and I will tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys a little uh, scoop on one. It involves a giant um, bong. 
<laughs> a human bong. A it's like bong. a person who's a bong. Oh. I know people like that. <laughs> it's for the song called Shotgun. And oh, it just keeps getting better. That's great. It's going to be a fun video. Do you guys have the bong already, or you're in the process of making the bong for the I, video? I met the bong at a Halloween party oh, you a couple years ago, and this gal, she had made her own bong costume, and then you could actually smoke her, too. She had this thing. Oh, my, oh my God. God that's I'll awesome. have to show you a video, but she was so funny, and she had all these great one-liners, and she's like, she's like, don't ever marry a bong, because we get passed around, you know? <laughs> and she was awesome, so we, we have a So you're going to hire the bong? Oh, the bong. Yeah. Yeah. I already told her, don't ever get rid of that costume. You're going to be in a video with us. So that's really cool. I love that. Idea. It is cool. It is cool. So that's a fun one. And then we have another dark one that we're going to do for our forest switch song and some other things. So, so it is fun. It is like, I think the album equivalent, you know, like to read. When you guys are writing the new material, are you guys, are you guys thinking, is it different? Is there some different, I mean, when you guys feel like you evolved through this thing is like you're going through it and. Oh, yeah. You know, and the other thing you're also doing is playing cover tunes, which I, I think that makes every band better. I don't care what anyone says. When you when you got to learn other people's stuff and reach outside that box a little bit. So is that has that last thing you guys done kind of brought together a little something more? Where I think it really helped solidify the new lineup. So what you hold in your hand, what you see on the video, represents kind of a large chunk of time. We're mm -hmm. talking like Memorial Day, not of this year, but the previous year. Oh. You know, and that's just when we became us. That's our, our first group photo together. And then we've had that time to grow in terms of our, how do we approach new material? Where do some of the, the new rhythms, new beats, new licks come from? But then we also have some common ground. We always get to go back to this, what we first kind of put together to make sure we had that music ready for that night. And it, it it's always just a nice grounding. So it, uh, right. so it takes you back, brings you back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and doing a cover is is really fun too because one, it's your heroes and, and songs that you have loved and songs that have gotten you revved up, you know, that you just want to, you know, take your stab at it too and your shot at it. And the thing about it is, is these songs are ready at like a high level and people love them. So you have to figure out how do I bring life and energy to this cover? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not, you know, it ain't going to be no karaoke song. You know what I mean? We got to bring us into it and that is really fun to do absolutely you hear people butcher cover songs all the time oh, yeah. <clears throat> you've heard it your whole life oh, yeah. and you just don't want to do that yeah. you're, you're like you're like you you got to bring especially with sabotage there's a lot of his vocals on that uh, are so unique they always were yeah. oh yeah but you even do that that high thing he does <laughs> you were even doing that part right and, and that, that was not one of the moments i'm like all right here it comes let's see what yeah. he does and you're like oh, oh, oh. you're doing that you know i'm like <laughs> Wow, I remember man. Noah too. He told me, he goes, You hit that high part. I go, Yes. Yeah. I was so <laughs> I've been working it. on it, you know. But he did a lot of that stuff, man. God, I remember so much about Sabotage growing yeah. up, man. Oh, so I remember when, I remember me and this dude Paul Bodock, we were we were high as fuck, probably. And sirens came on. First time I'd heard sirens. Oh, and wow. I'll never forget that me and him just me and him just looked at each other and we were like, What the fuck is this? How did, why have we never heard this before? And I'd already knew, heard Hall of the Mountain King because I I wasn't really into them when it first came out. I had buddies of mine that were big into them, and then Z Rock went. They were always on Z the whole album because there's not a bad song on Hall of the Mountain King. Zero, oh God, no. zero bad Perfect songs. Album. Yeah, there's zero bad songs on that album. That's one of those ones you could just put on the album, and it's just like a greatest hits for some bands. 
Yeah. Um, and what I love about them too is, is what we have too, is it's the light and the dark, you know, we are, there's a lot of dynamics in what we do, you know, that we want to massage the heart and give you a big hug, but then, you know, I might have to punch you in the gut and slit throats too. Yeah. Right. Know, whatever happens. So. I've seen you. I, I, yeah. When you're up, when you're up there. Yeah. I don't see too many hugs. <laughs> I see, I see your hair going everywhere. You're like, you know, eye contact everybody. Like, you fucking getting there. You fucking getting there. I love it. You know, you I have, do too. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, you have great stage presence and, for and, sure. You know, there's a couple shows that I've had too where, you know, you're you're. There's never like a hundred percent perfect show. Like as far as from a musician standpoint, where no, you're I think like, you could do better. Well, well, yeah. Or or there maybe is a technical. It doesn't matter. You ride through all this stuff, but there's been a couple shows where it was almost like an out of body experience that everything was perfect and everybody was firing on all cylinders and and the crowd and the sound that you like. It was almost like I could see all of us from above, and it was amazing. You know, yeah. you're just you're just really in it. You almost become a spectator to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just you're just a part of it and living in the music right at that moment. And that's like a magical, pure thing. That's why you do it. Yeah. You keep, it's like it's like drugs, right? It's like you get high on something. It's the greatest time, blah, 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 blah. And then you spend forever chasing those moments again. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, uh, you know, it's just what it is. Every once in a while, that moment comes back up again. You're like, oh, yeah, that's why I do yeah. this. Well, and vice versa. <laughs> I've had that in the crowd, you know, oh, when yeah. I've experienced a show that was just, you it know. Seems flawless. Yeah, yeah. Just not so much as flawless, but it just you're in it in the music too sometimes, you yeah. know. And, and flawless in that sense that you are just connected with it. Like, yeah, it's like, there's and, and, and everything else fades away in your brain and you don't have to worry about anything other than just living right now. Yeah. And, and you got a really solid band too. As a singer. Oh my God. Yeah. Amazing, that's so, that, and that, but that's musicians. so huge because as a singer, you can do whatever it is you want to do and everything else is just taken care of. You know, you're not, you're never worried about whatever, you know, those guys are there and you're not playing music. That's easy to play. I mean, you guys are doing this in a, in a, in a, in a with some intricate stuff. It's, there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust that the, and preparation, you know, the, the, the cool show happens in the sweaty room and rehearsal space over and over again. Right. And that only happens when you show up prepped and ready to go. And, uh, those kind of things, you, you know, for us, it's. It's the art and the passion, but it, it's not the profession. You know, we, we all have jobs. We all have lives and families. Yeah. And our time that we get to prepare for a show is is limited and precious, but we, we do the most we can with it so that when you see that product on stage, it's at the highest level that we can deliver it. And it's it's absolutely about trust. And to be in that moment, I, I know that anywhere I put my fingers is going to be right where Joe's feet are because they're just always there. Yeah. Right, 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 right. That's yeah. a good way of putting it. Yeah. You have a really good way of of, ta- of, say, of putting things sometimes. You had to put a little book out of, so like your, uh, what are they called? Soliloquies <laughs> or something like that? Where they, yeah, whatever. Yeah, bullisms. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Oh yeah, you got God. a great way of putting things. I mean, seriously, you have a way of describing things and like, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I don't yeah. ever thought of it that way, but that's perfect. Yeah, that's cool. And, that, and that's the other thing about being a band. You gotta have cool people in your band. You know, it, it's it. You can a band can be successful if you don't all get along. It can't happen. It takes a lot more patience with people. So, but when you can get along with everybody and everybody seems, you guys really seem happy. You guys, you know, I think that's one of the telltale signs when everyone's getting along. When you're talking to the one or two of the people in the band and they just, oh yeah, and then this and that and everything. It's like, well, everything seems like it's pretty good here. And I think that I get that vibe from you guys, right? I mean, 
I, I, I love these guys, and I'm so happy we're all together. And they make me a better musician, too, with our, how, how open it is and the trust that we have. And, and that's awesome because you always want to grow, you know, and keep exploring things and go wherever the music takes you. So, you guys, do you think the new thing will be done? When? When will we hear? When will we see the new the new CD about? About? I mean, I know you don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be next year, but you might hear some snippets towards the end of the year. A little bit. Something but if you come to, if you come to our live show, you're already hearing some of the tunes. Oh, you guys are already live. playing them live. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. All right, you can't, all right. You can't keep that stuff bottled up, man. No, you gotta, man. You gotta let well, it go. And, 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 and you, well, yeah, and, you're, and think about how much better the song's going to be on the on the recording if you've. Hash it out live. You can't get any more better practice than, than the live practice. Well, right? and then it's crazy because people already know the words to some yeah. of the songs. That's cool, though. Know? I think that's awesome. I yeah, think that's it's, awesome. It's, it's so, a lot yeah. of fun. So, try to get out there September 30th yep. at Maple Grove. You get Man. to hear some of the new stuff. Yep. And they're playing with Night Demon. Night Demon and Resistance. Resistance. Yeah. And this is a two-night event. Yes. You'll see it. It's a Friday and a Saturday. Mm-hmm. 30th is, is a Friday, and that's when you guys are playing. Yes. Saturday the thirty first is it the thirty first or is it the first? I don't know. I don't know that much. October first, that one's going. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do this. Yeah, thing. I was just gonna do the stupid knuckles thing. What do you mean? It's not, not I, stupid if it works. It does work. <laughs> that's great. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's it. We have no more time. We're all out of time, but I love having you guys on. This was a blast. You guys are awesome. Thank, thank you, you so thank much you. for having Thanks us for and for all the support you do for all musicians Thanks. in Cleveland and throughout. That. We yeah. appreciate you guys. Awesome, man. Check them out, September 30th, Maple Grove. Yeah. That's all we got time for, everybody. We'll see you next week. Right on. Bye.